0: just feel like i've been around the block ripping up fantasy stock working around the clock look at the view from the top mm. researching rookies a lot no i just be listening to pods yeah one in particular i'm just a messenger let me just pass on the rock uh. browning brunning bruning pronouncing ain't what he's doing what he's doing is not losing but infusing you with new things in this then the bennett yeah Sly a fox, culture than in pop, give him his props, here is a thot, here is a box, and you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try, careful with the news, but when you use the take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean Dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake, whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah, fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, whoa. fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, go.
2: What is going on everybody and welcome to another episode of the fantasy football roundtable podcast it is Friday we've already got a game in the books Matt is here with me we're going to recap the Thursday night game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys and then we will preview the entire week one NFL slate for you guys before we jump into it I do want to say we are proud to be part of the big skin podcast network. Check them out. They have a ton of great podcasts on there, not just football, we've got fantasy, foot. Uh, I already said football, hockey, baseball, soccer. They've got it all. Double the football. Look, double
1: it's football. important that they know there's football.
2: If I did not mention, there is football on there. We are one of the football podcasts on there. We're cl- proud to be a part of them. Obviously, also very happy to be part of campusdecanton.com as well. Matt, how was it last night? First night of football. Saw you had some nachos. It felt yes. like everything was right in the world again, right? I
1: know there is this uh, beautiful food truck by our house uh, that they opened up a storefront in a gas station, and it's like been a, my wife and I's obsession. They have this loaded breakfast fries that I decided was the perfect opening night. They lay down a bed of fries, cover it in cheese and bacon little bit of Pueblo green chili and sausage gravy then fry some eggs mm. on top so I might have a heart attack just like some, the rest of the Cowboys fans uh, but you know that combined with the fact that my uh, heavy investment in <coughs> Cowboys fantasy assets paid off big time last night and it's good I mean... Friday.
2: That is, uh, I know this is a sponsored bit, Austin. I'm I am I'm literally was eating right before this and I am hungry again, minus the green chili, but I'm very picky about the food I eat. But I think next time I go up to Colorado, uh, I'm gonna have to try that out because that you, sounds you like amazing. Well, you I do can not get it with so, just
1: gravy, you don't so have here's to have green chili, you can get it with just green chili, I mean, or just gravy.
2: You have you have met me and my wife, so yeah. My wife makes fun of me all the time because I'm the kind of guy that, like, if I go to, like, you know, just Target and get, like, the name brand, like, Salsa, like, if I get medium, I'm over there with a cup of water, like, oh, my God, it's so hot. So, no, I don't do spicy things at all. I mean, We do not get along. So, that's why I said. Minus yeah. the chili part, the rest when of it you, sounds awesome. come up next time, we'll take you. Uh, we'll oh, take for you sure. Away. That will. That sounds. Uh, it sounds amazing. So, let's jump into it. You mentioned. Cowboys fans, I wish I would have had this conversation with you guys on the pod. It would have been you because we're the ones who do the Wednesday show together. I was talking to, as you know, living here in Texas, a bunch of Cowboys fans, and it's funny. I told them that I thought this would be a close game and that I thought it would come down to the Cowboys leaving too much time on the clock for Tom Brady to get a game-winning drive, and it happened. Cowboys played a lot better than I think a lot of people thought they were going to. A lot of people worried about that defense now. I definitely think Tampa Bay is very one-dimensional. They do not have a very good running attack, but that 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 passing game is incredible, as is the Cowboys. Let's start, though, on the Cowboys' side since they did lose this game. I mean, Dak, Lamb, and Cooper. I thought that I gave Amari Cooper the death kiss by drafting him this year because we all know I am not his biggest fan I mean, right out the bat, I'm ex- I'm an extremely happy man. I mean, I, I I didn't even look last last time I looked at 23 plus fantasy points for me and Scott Fishbowl. Yes. Uh, thank you, That's thank you, man. Amari. I'm 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 a fan. I'm a fan, Amari. I'm sorry for everything I've said about you, but what were your thoughts about those three? Because even Michael Gallup got in on the action. It was it was a good game all around for the passing attack.
1: Yeah, so there was a lot lot to like. Um, as long as you weren't relying on Ezekiel Elliott last night, uh, you know, we, we thought he was going to have a slower week. Uh, Tampa Bay has a pretty decent defensive front. Uh, Zach Martin was out. It looked like the Cowboys kind of took that in mind and decided that their best uh, offense against that kind of a defense was to basically take the front seven out of it to snap a lot of balls into the shotgun and throw quickly and rely on their playmakers on the outside. And they had great success with that. Um, Kind of bummer news about Gallup that's starting to come out today. Sounds like he's going to be out three to five weeks. But Lamb and Cooper look good. Dak's arm, to me, looks fine. I mean, he threw it uh, 1.2 million times last night. Had good grip on the ball. um, Looked pretty accurate to me. I mean, even that one interception, you could argue, probably should have been caught.
2: Um, yeah, it went right through uh, Lame's hands. Yeah, right that, that should have been gone. And I think he knew it, too. If you saw his reaction on the bench, he yeah. had that kind of like, God, like, really? Yeah. So I think he knew it, too.
1: So the, the probably the couple things going forward. I'm not panicking about Zeke just yet because I think it was matchup and game plan based a little bit. It was intriguing to me that Pollard got so much – uh, run that will be something uh, to watch it was a little disappointing there was a couple opportunities that Zeke had where he couldn't really make guys miss or uh, I feel like five years ago he would have been in the touch uh, in the end zone on yeah. that toss out um, and then the other one we've wondered all offseason what was going to happen with tight ends a lot of people want thought Blake Jarwin just going to go back to being the guy it certainly looks like at best it's going to be a split Schultz may actually be a little bit ahead of him
2: yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I said, I thought, uh, if I had to pick between two, I would say, I said Jarwin on Wednesday, so I was wrong on that. I know uh, Ray Garvin, he's, um, for those of you who don't, Ray GQ on Twitter, he lives down here in the Texas area, big Cowboys fan. He's been tooting the Dalton Schultz horn this whole time, so mm-hmm. it definitely, you are right. Now, I didn't get to see the, uh, I have not gotten to watch the fourth quarter yet, for those of you who don't know, I wake up like very, very early in the morning. So I still have to, to go back and watch that. I know how the game ended. I watched the, the highlights of it. I, I like to go back and watch it. Uh, I'm with you on Zeke. Um, I was telling people today, I really only thought like I was planning. I have him in a couple places and I was like, I was hoping for six to eight points. Obviously he fell short of that as well, but I was hoping he gets into the end zone. He'll make your day. Tampa Bay had one of the best run defenses last year. That wasn't going to change much this year. They brought everybody back. What does scare me is two things you mentioned, though, just a minute ago. The usage of Tony Pollard, who's not going away, and he definitely just at times looks more explosive than Zeke. And then on that toss-out, that is where you're 100% right. The Zeke of even two years ago easily makes that guy miss or just runs him over and is in the end zone, and it didn't happen. I'm worried about that. Uh, That is kind of my biggest thing that worries me because I will also add in, while I know Martin was out, I'm also really worried that, like, this just may be the Cowboys' offense because this is what they did last year too. There was at one point in the third quarter where Dak Prescott had thrown the ball 41 times and they had run it 10 times. Now, last year, Zeke benefited from this because when they got down into the red zone, he was able to score. A lot of people may not have realized he was like a top, I think he was like the top three back uh, through the first couple of weeks of the season because he was getting all those touchdowns, but yesterday, that did not work out for him. I don't want to say boomer bust, but I'm really starting to worry that maybe he's not quite, I don't remember where we all had him ranked seasonally. I'm really starting to worry. He's probably going to be closer to 12 than, like, that top five or six because I I just – I don't want to freak out too much about one game. And it really wasn't – I know Tampa Bay's defense is good, but he just – he still kind of looked like the guy we saw last year when Dak was hurt, and we kind of all blamed it on Dak being hurt. Maybe that's just who Zeke is now.
1: Well, and we blamed it some on the line being hurt, and they did get some back now. Of course, five-game suspension for Lyle Collins uh, doesn't really help matters a lot. Hopefully they get Zach Martin back. I had him closer. I think I had him as RB10, so I had him closer to the bottom. But, you know, we talked about there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of potential bunching there. I don't think it's going to be a huge leap to go from 10 to 12 to dropping to you know 14 to 18 um and people there are still a lot of people that took him as the fourth fifth sixth running back off the board that's probably a concern but we'll see i that thought was it was wonderful. a good start <laughs> I thought it was a good start for dallas their defense looks better i think dan quinn with some time gets those young players going uh brought a couple of guys with him that knew his system from atlanta that actually made good contributions keanu neal dion uh Diamante Casey, uh, who knocked out that ball uh, out of Godwin's hands down by the goal line, they forced four turnovers. I thought that was good. They played with some good energy. Um, you know, questionable call maybe down there at the end, but you know, those kind of things happen. I think they'll grow and they'll build on this. As it was noted last night, Dallas has a fairly soft schedule. They don't play another team that was yeah. in the playoffs last year until week eleven. I think that's going to give some time for this this team to gel together and put up a lot of points
2: yeah that that is the one thing i am not worried about is the cowboys offense putting up points you know i i it's weird to say this because i feel like anytime i give dallas love i just like i have to like go punch myself in the nuts or something like i just i don't like doing it but i would almost put their offense up against anybody's and and someone even asked me today like you would really put them up even against kansas City's? i was like well in all honesty, yeah, because in my opinion, all they really have is Hill and Kelsey, and I understand Mahomes is a, a completely different animal at quarterback. But Prescott isn't that much of a step down from Mahomes, and then when you add in, when they're all healthy, Gallup, Lamb, Cooper, both those tight ends, and even if Zeke's even a little bit better than we saw last night, that's an offense that can keep up with anybody, so I, I, I definitely think they're going to score a lot and a lot of points over the next couple of weeks. What about Tampa Bay? Yeah. We um we all like Chris Godwin. Phenomenal game. Pretty sure that was offensive pass interference, but I'm not gonna, you know, we're not gonna argue that because then that would be Cowboys fans probably still won the game. And you guys lost. It's over with. Get over it. Anyways, Godwin, he's good, he's incredible. Antonio Brown, though, we heard Arians talking about it all offseason, saying this is the Antonio Brown of old. For those of you who may not know, Arians was in Pittsburgh with Antonio Brown back in the day. He sure looked like the guy that we saw back in Pittsburgh before everything went down, going to Las Vegas. Or it was Oakland at the time, But and, and now back over here to, uh, to Tampa Bay. Is this just kind of like a one-off with him and Mike Evans having a bad game? Are you worried if you're Mike Evans' owner? What, what are your kind of thoughts on that?
1: So we've talked about before, they have a ton of great players. So if we're looking at the panic or patience for the Buccaneers, I'm not panicking about Mike Evans. We've seen this before. He has games. He even did this last year. He had games where he didn't have a ton of points, and then all of a sudden he comes back and gets 150 yards and three touchdowns. I think they're going to spread it around with him, Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Rob Gronkowski, the two places where I might have some concern, um, a would be OJ Howard. I thought OJ Howard looked good at the beginning of last year. Actually, had uh, more, you know, had better numbers against Gronkowski in the splits when they were together before he got injured. Looked like a non-factor last night. That gives me a moment of pause. I also am probably staying away from this running game altogether. Ronald Jones did not look good. Put the ball on the ground. Nice of his coach to come out and say he had trouble recovering from it. We would never know because he didn't let him go back in the game. Uh, Giovanni Bernard looks like the two-minute drill guy, but maybe not quite as robust a role as we thought he might have. And Leonard Fournette exists. Um, I am not super pumped about their backfield at all. I loved what uh, Dennis left us some comments. He said, it seems my Fournette is Rojo's handcuff take is out the window. Seriously, though, Rojo looks like the more explosive player. But if he fumbles and can't catch the ball, he isn't going to see the field with Geico Lenny on the team. And that, that did seem to be the case, even though Fournette yeah. popped t- an interception. I mean, those two running backs, there's a comedy of errors there right in the middle of the game, which can't be what Brady's looking for either.
2: Yeah, so just to jump on the Evans thing, I'm with you. I'm not panicking. Again, everybody, if you've listened for a while, you know I'm not the biggest Mike Evans fan. Dude is consistent. He's likely going to end up being a Hall of Famer. But I think at the end of the year, he always gets you the fantasy points. I don't think he's consistent week to week. Just to point out what you were saying last year, in the first game, he had two yards and a touchdown, then 100 yards and a touchdown, then two yards, two touchdowns, 122 yards and a touchdown, then 41, 10, 37, 55, 64, 77, 49, 50, 56, and then 110, 181. Mixed in all of those where he only had a couple yards here and there was a lot of touchdowns. That is kind of what it seems like Mike Evans has become I think that you're going to be just fine. Again, I think it, what is it, eight straight seasons of 1,000 yards? Seven. He's, yeah, he's seven. Open for eight. Well, he's going to get eight, my bet would be. I, I don't think that he's going to stop this year. Uh, but it, it's one of those, he's one of those players where he's going to be a little bit frustrating some weeks. But at the end of the day, he is going to end up being uh, a, a very good fantasy wide receiver. Before we move on uh, and start doing our Friday previews and everything, last year we saw, um, golly, not Atlanta, Carolina had three wide receivers in the top 25. We kind of talked about it possibly being Dallas this year, if Michael Gallup could get going, which he did, obviously now dealing with the injury. Does that maybe become Tampa Bay this year with the way Antonio Brown looked last night? Do you think – I don't want to say top 24, but top 25, six, could all three of them get up there by the end of the season?
1: I mean, I think all three could end up in the top 24 because like what you said, what you can't factor is injuries and stuff. I I would – if we're looking at wide receiver trios right now that have the possibility, I like Tampa Bay's chances better than Pittsburgh, which I think takes a little bit of a step back in a passing offense. I don't uh, you know, I don't see Carolina repeating that with Samuel gone and and Marshall coming in. And Dallas, if if Gallup's gonna miss three to five games, he's already starting behind behind the curve. I think it's gonna
2: be too hard to make up and get yeah. into that twenty five range which sucks because he, he's one of those guys that we, i know all three of us i'm pretty sure dennis is a big fan of him as well and had that good game last night and then goes out and gets injured and it's just like man like this, it shows, really seemed yeah. so do I. I i was really hoping this would be uh his years but before we get into the friday previews matt go ahead yeah so we
1: are gonna go over some of our thoughts about games matt and i have rankings up on the campus can site side if you want to check that out but if you want Even more info as you're making lineup choices this week. We want to recommend getting the Flash Update Pro. Get all the tools that help Bob Harris reach the Fantasy Football Hall of Fame at footballdiehards.com. Flash Update Pro has a full suite of tools to make you a better manager. Rankings, configurable cheat sheets, mock drafts, consistency tools, target distribution, snap counts, and more. In fact, it's got so much stuff, it had me tongue-tied. But use the code roundtable for an additional 15% off of the already low price of $24. Go out and get that and dominate week one.
2: All right, so let's jump in. I know I figured I, I've got to start putting I got to start putting them you in. because
1: so. apparently pronouncing is not what either of us is doing now. Uh, it it
2: really isn't. I'm uh, very bad about that. Um, made a whole whole intro song about it, just about how bad I am. So again, thank you so much to uh, the Pigskin Podcast Network. Let's jump in and talk about. The entire week one slate, a full game, of a full weekend of football. I cannot wait with college kicking off tonight, tomorrow, and then we get all day Sunday and Monday. It is going to be a ton of fun. Let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles at the Atlanta Falcons. Matt, what are you expecting from Jalen Hurts? I know you're kind of the lowest on him out of at least me. I, I really can't remember where Dennis stands on Hurts.
1: Yeah. I mean, we said it was going to be a whole weekend of fun. And then we start with the
2: Eagles and the Falcons. Trust me, it gets it's more going to be now. high score. It's going to be high scoring. I mean, it's probably going to matter for fantasy point.
1: I'm not even sure it's high scoring. I, I think it's going to take uh, these teams a little while to figure, figure things out. I'm not, I'm not high on Philly in general. Um, I'll be curious to see what Hertz does. I, I, you know, I've been on record as saying I think he's going to struggle in this year. I actually think we end up seeing Minshew at some point uh, in the season, probably not in Week One. Um, it's a it's a little bit of a question about the preseason. You know, about the passing game, he wasn't uh, available in the preseason. Dents noted about Hertz, uh, some struggles with the passing game while the wide receivers uh, and he weren't on the same page, missing time in the preseason. He thinks Hertz will run the ball plenty, um, which should settle down Atlanta's defense uh, since it's not, not that great. I, I think he'll be okay. I think I ranked him 17. I think he'll be a quarterback, too. I'm just not. Some people really think it's to the moon, and I know the matchup with Atlanta is potentially appealing,
2: but uh, I'm not there. I have him at five this week, seven, five or seven. I have him high. Brandon has him 10. I know that you were the one who had him. uh, You did have him at 17. I remember that. We talked a little bit about that on on Wednesday's podcast. So I do, and and a lot of that, I think, again, comes down to his rushing ability. He is very good with his legs, and I just don't think Atlanta's defense is going to be able to stop him. I I like – the weapons of Goddard you know Ertz is out there healthy again he's kind of been like recommitting himself to Philadelphia Devonta Smith Jalen Rager I think fit what Jalen Hurts does perfectly you got Miles Sanders you know when he's healthy he is usually a pretty good running back so overall I I do think Philly has a pretty decent amount of offensive weapons can they get it all together and who better than the Atlanta Falcons defense which is just really not that good right so I'm I'm all in on Hurts this week I don't have him as like a top 10 quarterback throughout the season, uh, but definitely I think there are weeks that he will get there. Moving over to Atlanta's side, what are you expecting from Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley? They really seem to not only be the two really fantasy relevant players on this team, but who Atlanta's really going to have to anchor their entire offense around.
1: Yeah, I ranked uh, Ridley as number one receiver for me uh, this week. So I hope he was watching Amari Cooper last night thinking, hold my beer. Um, you know, I think he's by far the best passing weapon with Pitts. I'm I'm thinking they're going to use he and Hayden Hurst a lot on the field together. I'm expecting a lot of two tight end sets with him being more of a receiving weapon along with Ridley. I think he's going to end up being the complimentary receiver. Um, so hopefully we get to see a little bit of that. I'm just excited to see him in an actual game. Philly's defense doesn't scare me a ton either. I know Dennis said he thinks Ridley's in line for 15 targets. I think it'll be at least 15, could be more. Yeah. Um, He said he wanted to see a clear week one indication of how the Falcons plan to use Pitts. You know, is he going to not start like Andrews, but still get all the passing action? Is he going to be used as a wide receiver? Um, I still, personally, I think there's going to be value for both him and Hurst, um, but I think he's going to be
2: the much better value in there.
1: And I have him top five this week. Mullen. Yeah,
2: I think I had him six because I forgot to rank Logan Thomas, so I think he ended up being six on there. Uh, Logan Thomas is now ranked. Just just <laughs> so everybody knows. Logan Thomas probably
1: going to have a pretty big day given. That. Yeah, so, yes,
2: scary. I I I have him up. To, oh yeah, especially with Curtis Samuel being out, which we'll talk a little bit when we get to that Washington game. Yeah, I expect Pitts to be used just like you said. I don't. Sometimes I'm sure he'll line up at tight end. They're going to move him into the slot. They may even move him outside he's going to be the best weapon they have outside of Calvin Ridley. I think Hurst is definitely going to be out there a lot, but they'll probably use him more as like a blocker. Definitely think he'll get some work, because I think he's just going to be the guy who gets overlooked. Of course, knowing my luck, this is the year that he goes off in fantasy after I drafted him everywhere last year, and he failed miserably. Uh, But I I would definitely, if I had to pick, if I had to pick anybody, I'm I'm leaning just on Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley, and and everybody is not even... I mean, you probably have to start Mike Davis because running back is just so bad, but I I don't think he's going to have a huge game. I
1: think he'll be top 25.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just going to say you have to start him, but he's not. I'm not like, you know, it's almost like Zeke, you know, if you can get me 10 points, Mike Davis, I'm happy. I'm happy. So maybe they
1: get traded to the Ravens before the end of the season.
2: Uh, let's kick it off with uh, what we'll do is we'll have you uh, you can read Dennis's pick first. We'll just go in the same order every time. Dennis, you, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll wrap it up with our game fix Yep. So Dennis is taking the Falcons, as am I. I'm taking the Eagles. I think uh, think Jalen Hurts is gonna get it done. I'm. Mean, I said I put him at five. I bought now, in the, on a couple of shares. Of the Eagles. So.
1: is it actually green? Or
2: it is, it's like a lime. It's like a lemon lime. It's, it's, you know, like a Sprite, you know, LeBron, where'd LeBron go? LeBron. So yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. It's, it's, it's amazing. All right, let's go on to what should be a very good game. Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. Uh, we know that Pittsburgh changed the way that their offense is going to be run this year. They got, uh, they let go of, forgot his name already. Um, that yeah. guy. Yeah, I know. He was very good friends with Ben Roethlisberger. It's Randy uh,
1: something. Randy Fickner.
2: Finkner. There we go. Um, let him go. Who is very pass heavy. They want to get back to a more balanced offense. So what are you expecting from Najee uh, this weekend against a not just very good defense, but a very good rushing defense as well?
1: Yeah. Dennis said he, uh, he hopes that Najee Harris will be good enough to make uh, Pittsburgh's offensive line look better than it really is. Um, Definitely, their their line is something of a question. Buffalo's defense took a step back last year. Um, they definitely invested in the draft, trying to make that front better. Um, we'll see if it worked out. I think Harris is going to be good. I think that they need him to balance out their offense. Pittsburgh started with a decent record last year, but wasn't maybe as good as that eleven and zero start. And they really got exposed during that one and five finish. Yeah, they need more balance.
2: Hopefully Harris can give him that. I have no doubt that he will. He's definitely a guy who I talked a lot about this when I was uh, evaluating him as a rookie coming into the NFL or looked at what is considered a no gain um, positive run where every time they get the ball, how often do they at least get positive yards or no gain? That's a good thing, right? You don't want them to get negative yards. I even put no gain in the negative because you still didn't do anything necessarily positive. 12% 12% of his runs were for no gain or negative yards, 12%. That was some of the best that I have seen out of the past. I went all the way back three draft classes, and it was the best. Another guy up there, interestingly enough, now we know is very good, James Robinson. He was at 9%. Yep. Granted, played a little bit lesser competition. But Najee, I think, was third. Um, Zeke was up there his year with Ohio State where he they won the national championship and I, No, it wasn't CMC. There was somebody else, and I can't remember who it was now. Uh, but they were all up there, the very, the, the best of the best. I think Najee is going to be just fine because he's also very good out of the backfield catching the ball, and, and so I do think they're going to get him involved in that game as well. I, I almost want to say what I expect from Najee this year is almost like a Saquon Barkley rookie season where he's going to do work in the rushing yards, but I, a rushing attack, but I think he's going to become very much more known for what he does in the receiving game. And that's where a lot of his fantasy points are going to come from. So I do think they're going to dump off to him a lot. On Buffalo's side here, can they establish a run game? We know that passing tack is, is already very good with Diggs, Beasley. You know, poor one out for Dawson Knox. That doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen. Uh, Gabriel Davis. You never know.
1: They cut Hollister, no. which could be a vote you in know. his favor.
2: I mean, I guess I should keep believing in him. I mean, shit, I've, I've been believing in Chris Herndon for like 15 years, so why should I give up on Dawson Knox? But uh, I, I the, the main thing is going to be the rushing attack, right? We know the, we, we know the passing game is going to be good. Do you think that this rushing game can get going against a Pittsburgh defense that, as you mentioned, kind of got exposed a little bit last year and, in my opinion, didn't get much better over this offseason? And if so, which back do you trust more, Singletary or Moss or Josh Allen?
1: I mean, Josh Allen's always going get, to get his, um, and I think he's always going to be a factor in the red zone. They need probably more balance as well if they want to go further this year. I think the running game will end up being better. I don't know that we see it this week. Um, Pittsburgh has some pretty decent players in their front seven. Um, and... A lot of good passing weapons for the Bills, so I think they probably will rely more on the pass. Dennis said he thinks uh, neither back is more than a deep league flex play. He said Moss has TD upside, and he thinks Singletary has more receiving upside. I suppose that's possibly true. I'm not high on starting either, but if I was playing one, I actually have them twinned uh, in several leagues where I have both of them which has just doubled my sadness when I'm making lineup decisions. But I'm actually leaning towards Moss for the time being.
2: So am I. If I had to play one, it's going to be Moss, just because I think when they get down into the red zone, we saw before he got hurt that they were using him there. I do think they don't want to use Josh Allen as a battering ram forever. Uh, So I think Moss will be that guy. And if he gets you two touchdowns, it doesn't matter if he only got 20 rushing yards. 12 points right there on the touchdown. So I'm all in on Zach Moss as well. Uh, let's go ahead and give our picks.
1: Dennis is taking the Bills, as am I.
2: As am I. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I will never pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to win a game. I'm just kidding. But I don't think they win this weekend. You're all right, next up. Uh, Bengals. Uh, I wouldn't. Joe Burrow all day, baby. This game probably not going to be that exciting. The Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. We know that uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are going to be studs. Kirk Cousins is exactly what you expect him to be. Tyler Conklin and the aforementioned Chris Herndon are both going to be splitting time at tight end. Are you trusting either one of them in your fantasy league this weekend?
1: Dennis said that he, we're going to have to see how it plays out. He's not looking for anything from them in week one. I might go a step further and say, I don't know if we're going to see much. You know, I was super excited about Irv Smith. So I thought tight end has potential. I think both those guys are probably going to end up rotating around. And I'm just not high on the Vikings. I am starting to get nervous, though, because we are kind of low on the Vikings in our uh, league chat. Um, our friend Jacob who actually lives in Minnesota and is a Vikings fan, said he thinks they're going to finish the last place in their division below the Lions. You did too. I am them that makes way. Me yeah. nervous now if everybody's just dumping on them. They're either going to be really bad or they're going to be really good and make us all look yeah. dumb. I'm still <laughs> hoping that they're – I still think they have big 7 and 10 energy. I'm not playing either uh, tight end right now. I think Conklin is – Getting overlooked though by a lot of the Herndon truth- truthers who yeah. are hoping he's
2: going to be Earth uh, Smith revisited. I mean, you know, there's just something about that guy you just can't quit. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I hope that you are right. I, am I mean, I, I, I really do think at this point it probably is time to give up on Herndon. He's had so many chances and hasn't been able to do it. You know that I, I very much talked about the Vikings being a playoff team because they seem to be every other year. It just Everything that keeps coming out of Minnesota makes me think that they're not going to be good. I, I mentioned this, I think last year I said it was a horrible idea for them to extend Mike Zimmer. Doesn't look like it worked and out last year.
1: Yeah, well, I like the, I like it. So. Those two guys don't really seem to get along, and they they extended well. Them both that's and Tied them together. If that's the part yeah. that makes that's curious.
2: So I, I I think realistically, it's it's just the top four in, in Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, and Cousins. And if Conklin does come on, though, I, I if, if he goes out and has – I mean, I think probably if he goes out and has a good week one, you have to pick him up then because – and mostly if he isn't, is on waiver wires, people are going to attack that because tight end is so shallow. Uh, so if he does, I would definitely grab him because we've seen – Kirk Cousins has made that tight end position very valuable, especially with as good as Kyle Rudolph was for years there. Um, even, well, even before Cousins got there, but he's – I got to see it. I don't know if I can just uh, trust Conklin. I, I i don't know.
1: I honestly think this might be a gross game.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be like three to six going into the fourth quarter. I, I have no doubt I about mean, it.
1: I, I don't know if it would be that low, but I wouldn't No, stress. it's going to be three it's to six. When it's
2: – when it's three to six in the fourth quarter, I'm just gonna like I'm gonna shoot you a picture of the of the scoreboard and be like,
1: "Yeah, I you tell should." You? And then it's gonna Twitter. end
2: up, and then it's gonna end up being like 31 to 24, but it's gonna start out really really bad. On Cincinnati's side, we get Joe Burrow back. He is getting paired with his former college teammate Jamar Chase. Everybody was excited about it when they drafted him, except for everybody who you know wanted them to get an offensive lineman to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, but he is there now, so we can't be uh, too mad about it. People are panicking about the drops, though, that Jamar Chase has been having. Uh, people misquoting him, saying that the ball is hard to catch, and all that other good stuff. What are you expecting out of Burrow and Chase in this offense in week one? I
1: didn't Did you see that it, quote, by the way? Yeah, I didn't realize the NFL yeah. ball was slightly bigger, but
2: I still don't understand
1: yeah. why not having it's It's slightly
2: about. bigger. Well, he said that that's not what he said. I saw his tweet. Well, so what they said about PTI
1: is he was literally describing the difference in the ball because that's what he was asked, and people have inferred from that that it makes it more difficult, which that's, you know, maybe it's rookie media hazing. Dennis said he expects T. Higgins to be wide receiver one. He thinks Chase will be fine. He just needs to get in some game action stop thinking too much. Dennis said don't sleep on Tyler Boyd, although if you're a fantasy manager, be prepared to be nervous as you watch Burrow run for his life. Uh, if you check out, I think it should drop today, my sit start column, which I'm going to do every Friday for uh, Campus to Canton, picking one sit and one start uh, from each of the positions and then holding myself accountable, which is the part that I'm least uh, excited about. This week, my two, two of my sits were Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I think they're going to be fine season long. I still like them, and I still like them a lot in Dynasty. I think both of them rust to shake off that Zach Taylor opted not to let them shake off. You know, you put them out for that preseason game and you try a short wide receiver screen to prop up the confidence of both those guys. And it doesn't go well. And then you immediately take them out of the game. Way to go. I think yeah. both of them have had a layoff. Chase, we we forget, did not play in 2020. Yeah. You have to work yourself back into game rhythms. Joe Burrows recovering from an injury that was not insignificant. He's going to be working himself back. I think they're going to have a good season. I'm not sure this is their best game.
2: Yeah, because that's the the one thing. Minnesota does still have a pretty good defense, so it's not going to be an easy game for them to get going. Uh, That being said, I I expect Mixon to go out there and have a pretty good game, and I'm I'm with Dennis and you. I I don't think Chase is going to be there just yet because I don't think we can take that – out of it that he missed the entire year and it wasn't even due to injury which he didn't play and regardless of, I, i'm sure he was staying in shape and doing all this stuff in the offseason but as we've talked about there's nothing like live reps actually being out there and doing it and as you just mentioned they didn't really get a chance to do that in the preseason so this is going to be kind of their first time back together again i understand that they had two years of that together at lsu Still, it matters a little bit. It's a little bit faster. Players are a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger in the NFL than they are in college. I know everybody with the SEC is like the next best thing, but still a little bit better going into the NFL. Uh, So I expect Chase to take a little bit of time, but I'm with Dennis. I'm not worried about him at all. He'll be fine. Just give him a little bit of time. Uh, Who are we picking in this game here, Matt?
1: Dennis is going with the Vikings. I took the Bengals to win the home opener.
2: I'm with you. I'm going to take the Bengals. If I'm all in on this, this bad energy for the Vikings, I can't pick them to win a bunch of games. So I am taking the Bengals as well. Next up, we are going up to Motor City. San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions. We know that Trey Lance was out due to a chip in his thumb. Do we see him at all in this game? There were thoughts. I thought it was his pinky finger. It was his thumb. Oh, probably was his pinky finger. Yeah. I think I, someone said something about a thumb the other day, and that's just what's going on in my head. So um, regardless, he heard a finger, but there were rumors that they might have like different packages for him. Do you expect we see him? We're going to see him on yes. TV. Do you actually expect to see him in the game though? At some point, Tom Sunday.
1: I do. I think, you know, we've talked about, it. I think for, a majority if not all the season they're going to use him similar to how the saints have used Taysom hill i think there's things that he can do that they like um that they think will help boost up their offense and they will use him as a complement to a more traditional quarterback in jimmy g if jimmy g gets injured i think you see it all trey lance I'm not sold that he definitely is the guy or the starter Uh, this season, especially if, as we both expect, they remain a pretty good team in playoff contention. But I think we will probably see him every week.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I have them winning the division, and I actually think it's because Trey Lance eventually does take over as starter, but I'm with you. I think we see him two packages. I don't think we're going to see a ton of them this weekend, but he will get out there on the field. Which Lions receiver do you think rises to the top? And if you whichever one you pick, are any of them playable for fantasy this week?
1: So Dennis, who uh, is more of the Lions truther, says he would play Amon St. Round as a flex, uh, but the guy that he's been picking up is former Brown Caderel Hodge. He thinks he says he's free and could end up as the wide receiver too, on the Lions. I think it's still possible Tyrell Williams plays a bigger role than we think. I want to see how it shakes out for a couple weeks. I don't feel great about starting anyone from Detroit. That being said, I have a super deep league where I've been obliterated by injuries and I did put Amon Ross St. Brown in as a deep flex. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping it's not an incredible matchup. San Francisco doesn't have an
2: incredible secondary, but they have a
1: pretty good front seven.
2: Yeah. I, T.J. Hawkinson? That's about it. That that man. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's well, right. He, more, you know.
1: And he has an AC joint issue, which is kind God. of a bummer.
2: He's always injured. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver-wise, man, I don't trust Tyrell. You know, I know Dennis mentioned Kadero Hodge. You know, he had moments with the Browns last year, but I don't expect him to really do anything fantasy-wise, yeah. if I'm being honest. Amon Ra's the guy, but I'm with you. I need to see it before. I'm just – I actually am the same thing. Having to start him in a lineup this week, so I'm hoping that he does it. But if I had my choice, yeah, if I had my choice, I would be waiting a couple of weeks. I think to kind I'm of actually see how having he plays to start this Tyrell office. Williams somewhere too. Oh, that hurts, that hurts right there. Hey, five points, just like hope for five points. And if he gets it for you, it's probably a win because they, I think they probably haven't projected. I, mean, I at like just need him to
1: Mike Evans and catch one pass for three yards and a
2: touchdown down there there you go all right so who are we picking to win the 49ers Lions game uh dennis and i are both in on the niners me too i'm not picking the Lions. i didn't pick them to win five games though so i got to pick them at some point but it's not going to be against the not going to be here against the 49ers probably not opening week Maybe next uh yeah A a game that Matt and myself talked about a lot on Wednesday that has the potential to be high-scoring. Arizona Cardinals at the Tennessee Titans. Arizona, James Conner, Chase Edmonds. It's kind of been the debate of the offseason. Who leads the backfield? What do you guys think on that?
1: Dennis said he thinks the Cards wants it to be Edmonds. He's just not sure he's going to hold up. I think they also want it to be Edmonds. I think they're going to use James Connor as more of a one, first and second down kind of smashing back. That being said, I think this is going to be a more pass-heavy game. Um, both these teams have some suspect issues on defense. I think this could be one of the higher scoring games of the week. I actually have Edmonds as running back 16 this week. I think it's going to be wheels up for him.
2: I think it's going to be Edmonds until he gets hurt. I, I don't think that they're going to put – like I, I agree with you. I could see Connor kind of being the – the power back, I expect him to be in there more on the goal line plays when they're not running Kyler Murray. But I think Edmonds is the guy they want to be the starter. And, I mean, we keep saying that I guess he has dealt with his fair amount of injuries, but so did Keenan Allen when Keenan Allen first came out. And now we don't ever talk about him really being hurt that much. So you don't, we don't know Chase Edmonds could go out there this year and have a full season of health. So I think it is Edmonds. It's the guy. He's the guy I'm playing. I don't think I had him as high as you did, but I, I expect him to go out there and have a good game. Do you really just have to worry about does Connor kind of vulture some of those touchdowns from him?
1: That's where I think in PPR, the passing game work. Uh, yeah. Although it will be interesting to see what is having a Rondale more, what is having an AJ <sighs> Green do to that.
2: So we'll see. I'm more, more definitely. Green, uh, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know. I need to see. That's one of those need to see to see it to believe it kind of things with AJ Green.
1: Can I interest you in a uh, Christian Kirk? Oh.
2: Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Rondell Moore. That's about all I want outside of DeAndre Hopkins on that offense. Uh, We talked a little bit about tight ends earlier with Conklin and Chris Herndon. Another kind of guy who's been talked about as a sleeper tight end here for Tennessee is Anthony Ferkser. Are you willing to take a shot on him? Arizona was like historically bad against tight ends. I almost want to say the last two years. I know for sure last year. Uh, So are you willing to take a shot on Ferkser this week?
1: There are worse options, but... I was super hopeful that he was going to kind of launch into a big role. He seemed to be having a pretty sizable role, even with Johnny Smith last year, but that noise has gotten real quiet. So hopefully we see something in week one. I think if you're playing him, you're, you're taking a shot. Um, Far from a certain thing for me at this point.
2: Yeah. I'm with you too. Again, if you're in like a tight end premium league and you have this, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield as strategy of like to live dangerously like I did. And you just kind of punt tied in for God knows what reason. Uh, and you end up with a guy like that you're probably playing in. But uh, much like Conklin, I want to see that play out before I actually trust putting him in my lineup. Who are you guys picking to win this game? Dennis took the Titans, as did I. Cardinals all the way. Red Sea, baby. Let's go. Next up. Um, I guess this could be a fairly interesting game. The Seattle Seahawks at the Indianapolis Colts. It's probably not the best way to lead it. I guess this could be a very interesting game, but hey, you know, we'll we'll see. What are you expecting from Seattle's offense? We talked a lot about this. Um, I believe on Monday with Dennis, where we were really kind of. Not sure what was going to happen with this offense. They don't seem to trust Russell at times. Sometimes they do. Uh, So what do you think about Seattle's offense?
1: You know, I think – they wanted to go back. There's Here's another team that wanted to go back to having more run focus, um, probably because they didn't like the way they ended the season last year. I think we're still going to see one or two fantastic plays from Metcalf. Metcalf and Lockett are going to be pretty much the passing game with, uh, with Russ. He's always still going to be fine. I think we've seen throughout his career, even when they have focused on the run. I think they're going to try to use Chris Carson a lot. The Colts have a decent defense. I don't think this is going to be particularly high scoring um, when we'll get to it in a minute. But we know Carson Wentz, they came out and said he's going to play. But I think he's going to be a little bit rusty and he's fresh off of foot surgery on a new team. So this might be one of those games in the teens as well. Uh, Seattle is not particularly adept or hasn't been in the past at traveling to the Eastern time zone either.
2: Yeah, um, it's – it's you know, Russell, I, I feel like you still have to trust the main guys. Wilson, DK, Tyler, Carson, they may not all have great games every single week, but kind of like what I said about Mike Evans, by the end of the year, they're going to get you there. You're just going to have to deal with some frustrating weeks. I, but I honestly don't know what to think at all about this offense, and, and I picked them to not make the playoffs this year. I had them last in that division – I do not expect Seattle to be a very good team. Moving on to Indy, they have some uh, very uh, questions of their own. So, I mean, they, they got them get rid of Philip Rivers. He retired. They brought over Carson Wentz, who a lot of people were very excited with at first, and he's already been injured, hasn't really got a chance to practice or do anything in preseason because of that. Now he's going to go out there and start against Seattle.
1: Yeah, and I think probably more concerning for Colts fans is Quentin Nelson. Uh, Was injured, too. I haven't seen if he's uh, on track to start uh, yet. Uh, Hopefully he will be. They went and signed Eric Fisher from the Chiefs, and he's already been ruled out for week one. Uh, Still not ready to come back from that Achilles injury, so... Definitely going to be missing some pieces. That being said, Seattle's defense isn't what it once was. I'm hoping for a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor. I'm worried about a heavy dose of Neheim Hines after he just got a brand new three-year extension to crush the hopes and dreams of everyone uh, who rosters Jonathan Taylor. I can And I'm hoping uh, we get some clarity about how they're going to use Pittman and uh, Paris Campbell. We know T.Y. Hilton's out. Uh, We don't really have a good sense of their tight ends. Zach Pascal just simply exists. So I'd like to see some of these young players I invested in over the years come to fruition.
2: I mean, I'm all with you on the Jonathan Taylor train. I picked him to be a top 12 back last year. Love the kid. That all being said, it's going to be the Zach Pascal game because that's what Frank Reich does and that's what Indy does.
1: Zach they Cusco. just
2: love the pisses Yeah, and, and Marlon, the return of the Mac, baby. Marlon Mack's going to be the best running back out of the three. it has
1: Gotta love Frank Wright.
2: Now, I mean, uh, the Pittman and, and Campbell are the two for me as well. I really want to see what they can do this week. I mean, Taylor's going to be fine. We know Hines is going to be involved. It just is what it is. We have to deal with it. The difference is Jonathan Taylor's just so damn talented. It doesn't matter how much, unless they just completely bench him. He's going to get you points. May not may start out a little bit slow like last year, but he'll be fine. Who, uh, who are you guys picking to win the game? So
1: Dennis took the Seahawks. I think it's a pick'em game, but I went with the Colts.
2: So do I. And I don't know which way I want to go because I picked the Colts to win the division, but it was at like nine and seven. And then I picked Seattle to be bad, but I'm going to go with Seattle. I, I think I trust Russ just a little bit more than I do Carson Wentz right now. And, Frank Reich's just gonna do something stupid to piss me. I'm just not a fan. I don't I don't know. I don't know why. I feel bad. I just I, I don't I don't like him. Next up, a game that I actually think is going to be one of the better ones of the weekend. The Los Angeles Chargers at the Washington football team. Aside from Keenan Allen on the Chargers, is there any receiver you trust and are willing to play this week in fantasy? I don't
1: know about. Totally trust. I think the number two option in the passing game is Austin Eckler, who I've ranked pretty high. Although his uh already dealing with an injury gives me a moment of pause. Mike, Williams, Justin
2: Jackson, baby, it's finally here. <laughs> we called for it a couple years ago. It's finally here, Matt.
1: Mike Williams needs to uh, do do something this year. I think you know he's kind of in a contract year. I was mildly surprised they picked up his fifth year option, but they don't really have a lot going. Curious to see Josh Palmer. Um, see if he can be anything curious to see the tight end split with Cook and Parham, but not trusting any of that. Mike Williams is the only one I'd consider in the deeper league. And since I'm playing Tyrell Williams, I definitely would play Mike Williams if I had him.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's Allen and Eckler. Uh, we talked a little bit about this on Wednesday. We did our rankings. This is a really good Washington defense. One of the main reasons why I'm picking Washington to win the East, because I think that defense is top three, at worst top five um it's gonna be a rough game and especially i think for for uh herbert i know that they improved that line bringing was it Lindsay over from the packers i can't remember who they brought over
1: yeah lindsley um Linsley. you know
2: they they improved that line a little bit but that washington front line and the front yeah. seven are really good and the quarterbacks are pretty Rash- good too so sean slater is gonna get tested yeah, it's it's going to be uh it's going to be a very interesting game. I think it's going to be one of the better ones of the week uh but you I'm still in on, on Herbert Allen and Eckler. Outside of those three though, I'm not taking a shot on on anybody else in this offense right now. What uh will we see from Ryan Fitzpatrick in this pass offense and then we'll kind of jump into Curtis Samuel and what this means with the receivers after
1: yeah, it's a little bummer. Curtis Samuel's out, but um, I still think, you know, Terry McLaurin, we thought he was going to have a good game. I still like Antonio Gibson. I think um, with a little bit of the shuffling behind him, Logan Thomas probably sees a little bit of an uptick. He, he's shown uh, that he's pretty solid there at tight end. Uh, we'll probably see a little bit of Deami Brown. Dennis thinks uh, we'll see a lot of Adam Humphreys with some Deami Brown and Cam Sims. I think all those guys are going to be in the mix. I also think it might help J.D. McKissick a little bit.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, Fitzpatrick, I, I talked a little bit about it. I think it's going to be big for Terry McCorn because he hasn't had that quarterback that's not afraid to force the ball into him. This might not be the defense you want to take chances with, though. They do have um, a very good second and finally getting Derwin James back. Excited to see him out on the field for like, the not first time. I know. Oh, as soon as the game started out there for war. No, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything bad. Please stay healthy, Derwin James, because I think he's one of the best defensive players in the game. We just haven't been able to see him. Uh, but I, I definitely think McLaurin can go out there and have a good game. I don't know if I can trust anybody outside of, of Logan Thomas. I just don't know what these receivers are going to look like. I mean, I had high hopes for Curtis Samuel, but at the same time, he didn't have Turner as his offensive coordinator in Carolina and Turner couldn't figure out how to use him. So now nah, I don't know if that's really going to work here in Carolina either. Uh, but we do know Curtis Samuel has gone to the IR and looks IR. like yeah, it looks like that might be a boost for Logan Thomas as as he's kind of going to be in the same area of the field we saw him have a really good season at last year breakout year. Is that kind of the other guy you're leaning on or or do you lean more toward a Cam Sims or or whoever else I guess?
1: Yeah, probably the only ones I I feel confident starting this week. McLaren, Thomas, Gibson. I mean, if I had, if I was really pressed, I might go with McKissick because they have a, a rotation there. You know, they might have more plays to backs. Um, but I, I'm not sure which of those receivers. I found Adam Humphrey was on the team until
2: uh, this yeah. Samuel went to IR, so
1: definitely not all bought in on him.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's Logan Thomas for me. I think he's gonna. Even though I didn't rank him, it's Logan Thomas. He's gonna be uh, very, very good. I think, especially while Samuel's out. Who did you guys pick to win the game? We are both taking the football team. Taking the charges. I got Justin Herbert winning an MVP this year. You got to start out 1-0 and to do that, I think. The New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold revenge game, baby. What are we expecting from the New York Jets?
1: I'm just kind of excited to see the Jets. Dennis said uh, he thinks they'll be surprisingly effective, but inconsistent with Crowder out. It'll be exciting to watch more Davis and maybe Mims. Uh, Corey Davis, probably the only um, Jets player I feel good about starting. I, you know, I want to see how Zach Wilson eases in. We have no idea what the running back rotation is going to be. I mean, I think they could use four or five guys. Nothing would surprise me right yeah. now. Um, I was really high on Carter, but I'm, I'm urging caution there. And with more Mims, Keelan Cole, I'm sure they're all mix mixing. Um, we're probably going to see the Tyler Croft breakout game that no one expected.
2: Yeah. I think if you have to start a running back in that game, it's Tevin Coleman for me, just because I think he's going to be the lead running back, but I don't think that's going to last very long. Uh, could be completely wrong here, people, so take this as what it's worth. I think Elijah Moore is going to have a big game on Sunday. I'm starting him. I, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to outshine Corey Davis. Wouldn't on the, pan- the crowd, uh, That's very true, like four for 40 because, you know, it's Corey Davis. So what, uh, what are you expecting from Sam Darnold in his first game with Carolina going up against his old team?
1: I mean, Carolina has a pair of great offensive coaches, and they have a a better, more experienced skill position set. You know, he's got Robbie Anderson. He's got D.J. Moore. They have Terrace Marshall to throw in there. But CMC is a difference maker. So I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Sam Darnold, that's something that the Jets are going to have to game plan for. The Jets uh, were have been working on building that defense. They had some unfortunate injuries with some key contributors, so I think it's going to take them a little bit of a while to get on track. So I think Carolina is going to come out and look good. Dennis also expects them to lean on CMC and take some shots with the wide receiver groups. He thinks pass attempts might be high, but yards per attempt a little bit lower because they will be able to throw to CMC who is basically their number two receiver.
2: Yeah. I I said this last year. I was all in on Joe Brady, and I thought Matt Rule was a great hire out of Baylor for the way he rebuilds programs. I'm all in on him. I think Brady is a phenomenal offensive coordinator. I would not be surprised if he's a head coach in college or the NFL by this time next year. And having CMC back, I know some of you may not watch college football, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was such a big name coming out in college because of what Joe Brady did for him. CMC is like a thousand times the player that CEH is. No offense to CEH. Christian McCaffrey is is amazing. He is back and healthy. He is going to go out there and remind everybody why he is RB1. I expect the Panthers to have a good game. I'm going to skip the order and just go right ahead and say, it. I'm picking the Panthers to win this game uh, yeah. because of that.
1: It's the queen. It's
2: a clean sweep. I think we all expect them. All right. Next up, we have got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Possibly the worst game of the entire weekend. Not possibly. It's going to be the worst game of the entire weekend. If, if you thought the call of three to six in the Bengals Minnesota game was bad, this is going to be like two to nothing going into halftime because Tyrod Taylor is going to get a safety. It's it's going to be bad, guys. Be bad. Which receiver finishes better, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, or LaVisca Chenault for you in week one?
1: Dennis said week one he wants it to be Jones. I want it to be Chark, but I think it's going to be Chenault.
2: I've started to realize that I'm just like a year too early on all of my calls. I was all in on DJ Chark last year. I'm back. I made a very bad trade. And Austin if you're still watching the more I thought about it I hate you cuz you took advantage of my my Buckeye homerism <laughs> So I'm all in on DJ Hart cuz I need it to happen. I need it cuz I traded for him and I don't love the trade that I made. So I'm all in on DJ Hart. All right. Which back leads for the Texans? You got Philip Lindsay or David Johnson. Mark Ingram is still technically there. Uh, but they're really not talking about him a whole lot. Uh so who do you expect though out of those three to lead the backfield for the Texans?
1: I just you know, your uh your moment of clarity there about your trade was probably
2: more entertaining well, than anything in this game. In this game? Be. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm gonna clip <laughs> it. That's what I'm gonna clip and send to everybody. He knows it. He knows <laughs> it. He took it. I'll, you know what? We've got a couple minutes. I'll just we talked about this at Debbie debate. We have an after show every single week, and we play in a league that's a um it's a two-copy league, so you can't we can't have the same players on either side. And he accidentally drafted DJ Chark in both leagues. So he's like, I have to trade him in one of them because I can't have him on both sides. I have a great team on one side. And he was like, Well, hey, you've got Robert Woods. Like, I'm interested. Can we make a deal? And I was like, All right, let's 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 see what we can do. And then he teases me with a Buckeyes wide receiver. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then the more I think about it, I'm like, I just gave up Robert Woods, who's like consistently a top 13 wide receiver for DJ Chark, who's my look's probably going to be like wide receiver 31 this year. Really? I mean, also, I could I, just get the Buckeyes uh, player. I was like, this was a bad idea on my part. After all the time that you and Dennis have spent this offseason
1: talking about how terrible uh, Myers offense is going to be with Bo And
2: I know and, and I do when you mention Ohio State players, I just I see the scarlet and gray, and I'm like, you know what? Let's make it happen, Austin. And then I'm like, uh, that was bad news on my part.
1: Speaking of disappointing, uh, Dennis says for Houston's backfield, he thinks Lindsey leads them in carries. And this le- next sentence is is purely him, but caused my heart to stop. Unless Mark Ingram is effective for some reason, DJ will be the leader of the passing game. I'm just gonna say I think Philip Lindsay finishes the best for fantasy scoring and if Mark Ingram's out on the field, we know for darn sure that Houston wants the number one pick.
2: Yeah, they'll still find a way to mess that up. Uh, it's Philip Lindsay for me. I mean we've been talking about him for years. I think he's the best back as long as he stays healthy. I, I don't Mark Ingram, I think overall was by far the better player, but he's not what he once was and David Johnson kind of the same thing. he's looked shot. Of the past couple years. So uh, it's Philip Lindsay for me and I'd be willing to start Lindsay as well because I don't think this Jags defense is going to be very good. So I am starting
1: Lindsay in a couple of places.
2: Since we technically have to pick this game.
1: Yeah, there has to be a winner.
2: winner. There doesn't Uh, have to be. There doesn't have to be. Dennis and I are taking the Jaguars. Can I pick a tie just for fun? You can. Is that what you're I'm going to take a tie. I'm going to take a tie. 17 to 17 tie. If that happens, this this clip's going all over. all. I over mean, the internet.
1: if that happens, a bunch of people aren't going to see the start of their late afternoon game, which is probably superior because they're watching overtime between these two. No,
2: nah, they'll kick that off. Even the announcers will be like, we don't want to watch this garbage. Can we please? I think they already else? put
1: Gus Johnson on a plane there
2: to try to spice this one up. Poor Gus, I feel for him, because I love Gus Johnson. Gus, I will take your spot. Please don't. Do not subject Gus Johnson to that. That's just ridiculous. All right, the game that I know I will be very tuned into and I think has a chance to be one of the best games of the weekend, the Cleveland Browns going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Matt, what are you expecting from Odell Beckham Jr. in his return um, to the lineup for the Browns?
1: At this point, right now, I'm hoping he plays. I I didn't think there was much danger of that until today when Stefanski said he's a true game time decision. So I'm going to be bummed if we don't get to see him, because I think he's in. I think he's going to return strong. I I was we talked about this on Wednesday. I've got him up in my top 24. I have Baker up in my top 10 for QBs. I think you have to score to keep up with Kansas City. I think this is going to be a fun game, and I was really looking forward to seeing Odell back.
2: I honestly think this is a little bit of gamesmanship. I think Odell's going to be fine so. and he's going to play. Uh, they've been talking a lot up about this defense. I think that's going to be key for the Browns in this game. Can they, like you know, last year, I know, you know, I know you had my back when we talked about this on Debbie debate, but Austin wanted to give me all kinds of crap about how they were not having even play Patrick Mahomes. But if you actually go back and look at that game last year, they were limiting that Chiefs offense to field goals. And that's what they have to do again in this game with what looks like it's going to be a better defense. Will any receiver outside of Kelsey or Tyreek Hill emerge here for you on the Chiefs side?
1: Dennis just simply asked, does one need to? And the answer to that, Dennis, is no. Uh, one They don't need another one to emerge, and they're probably not going to have one emerge. You might see a nice RB2 game from CEH if he can uh, stay healthy, but I think it's, it's the big three for Kansas
2: City, and that's it. I feel like this might be a little bit of a hot take, but I actually don't think Hill's going to have a great game, but Kelsey is going to torch the Browns again. And I mean, again, literally the last two times they've played him, he's been phenomenal. (laughs) It's going to happen again. Kelsey's going to be phenomenal. I don't think one in your heart, tight end, one in your team. He's tied tied in. in the field. Tied in, hope he blows – nah, never mind. I was going to say blow his knee out, but yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't want to say that. What? I love you, Kelsey.
1: Those kind, those kind of things you. always come back on us in negative ways. we can't I know, it's going to be people. Baker!
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, it's going to be bad if it ends up Baker gets hurt because I made a joke. I'm just kidding. I, I hope Kelsey stays healthy. I, I don't think that he will have a big game. I think that's who they're going to focus on. Yeah. And, and realistically, and we talked about this last year in the playoff preview for these two teams. The Browns' linebacker situation hasn't gotten much better, and Kelsey did nothing but torch those guys last year. It's going to happen again. Who are you guys picking to win this game?
1: Dennis is taking the Browns. I am taking the Chiefs, but I
2: think it's a tight game. Well, Matt had to go, so I'm going to finish up the show here, uh, and we're taking the Cleveland Browns to win this game. I can't pick against them. I, I have been saying all off season. As soon as this game was released, I think this the Browns will get this win. They're saying all the right things. I don't believe them that this game doesn't matter to them. I saved
1: my Browns revenge game for my
2: playoff pick. Well, see, I picked them to lose that game. So that's probably, you probably picked the better one for them to win because I, I picked them to lose that game. So why do Next, you hate the Browns? You know, because of 30 years of pain and torture, that's why I hate the Browns. Next up, the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. What do you hope to see from the Dolphins offense? A lot of very intriguing pieces that all kind of revolve around what really is. Well, I shouldn't say is because we know he's a person. Who really is Tua Tagovailoa.
1: What really? No. Uh, what Dennis. If? <laughs> what if? who is a zombie oh wait no that's Marvel um, Dennis said he's hoping to see evidence that uh, Miles Gaskin is a clear number one running back and gets usage that way I would like to see that too that's been the hope it seemed like that was where it was trending when they didn't draft anyone um I also would like to see what Tua can do they They talked a lot in training camp that he looked better. We didn't get to really see much in the preseason. I don't see stock footage from training camp of Miami too often. Uh, I'm excited to see him out there playing with Waddle. I'm actually starting Waddle in a couple places.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what this offense does. I don't think they're going to do much this week. I really think new England and bill are going to do a good job of, of kind of, at least they
1: don't have to see Stefan Gilmore.
2: That is true. Um, Gaskin, I do think, is going to be fine. I'm really interested to see how Gasicki, Will Fuller, and Parker play out. We know Waddle and Tua have played together. How did those three kind of work with Tua in this game? I don't feel comfortable starting anybody outside of Gaskin. Um, but if I had if you had to pick one wide receiver, I would pick Parker. It's who I rank the highest just because I think he's got this. I don't seniority doesn't matter. It's not a job. But I feel like because he was there last year, and he kind of had that good year that he's going to be the guy, which would, would Waddle be the one that you would pick? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Waddle's my, my pick.
2: Mac Jones gets his first start here for New England Patriots. Tom Brady, like 5.0, because he's not really that close to Tom Brady, but I do think he's going to be very good here. What are you expecting from him?
1: uh dennis said that he wants to see him not make any mistakes lean on his two tight ends which are really his best passing weapons and ride the running game with harris i think the patriots are going to run a fairly conservative game plan uh to try to protect him a little bit again they don't have any huge big time playmakers in my opinion outside of wide receiver i expect we're going to see damian harris i think we're going to see james white the veteran out there probably see some remandre stevenson uh just to make felix's day I think they are going to use Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, especially as they get down close. And I think Mac Jones is going to be fine, but not spectacular.
2: I I believe it was the documentary of Nick Saban and Bill Belichick where they both come from the same philosophy that they just want their quarterback to distribute the ball. Mac Jones is incredible at that. One thing, a lot of people talked about how well he played last year for Alabama, and he did. He made a lot of big-time throws. But the one thing he did for sure was get the ball to his playmakers and let them do what they need to do. I expect him to do that in this game, whether it's Johnu, hopefully Hunter Henry plays because somehow I ended up with quite a few shares of him and I need him to be good. But James White, Harris, I think all of those guys, Jacoby Myers, I would feel comfortable starting. could He could have a good game as well. Overall, though, I don't expect this to be a high-scoring game. I think the defenses are going to rule the day on this one. Who are you guys picking uh, for the game?
1: Uh, I like the Dolphins season long, but I took the
2: Patriots this week, as did Dennis. Taking the Dolphins. I I've, I, I mean, Dennis has the Patriots making the playoffs. I've got the Dolphins making it. I think uh, <clears throat> I really I like what they're doing. I, I really like what they're doing down there in Miami. And I think uh, if two is going to be the guy, you've got, you can't, I guess you can't start out the season 0 1, but you, you need to start getting wins against teams you need to beat. Yeah. Next up, um, a game they probably thought was going to be a good one. I don't really think so. Green Bay at New Orleans. What will the split in the back be- backfield be for A.J. Dillon, and do you think he is worth a flex this week?
1: Uh, Dennis said the Packers have declared they will use multiple backs uh, and would be he would be good starting AJ Dylan in deeper or multi-flex leagues. Uh, I think Dylan's going to get some work he uh, you know rumors about his share have cooled a little bit. I'm all in on Aaron Jones. I probably am not starting uh, Dylan anywhere. I'm also curious to see if they work in Kylan Hill.
2: I would start Dylan because uh, a lot like what we talked about on Wednesday, I don't think this is going to be a very good game. I think Green Bay is going to get up early, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Dylan out there quite a lot toward the end of the game. I don't think he's going to get mixed in a ton. I do think it's going to be the Aaron Jones game early, but I think Dylan could get a lot of work late in the game to make him flex-worthy. saw that a couple times with Jamal Williams, and I think Dylan can be that. I mean, Dude's quads are like the size of my entire body, so I think he'll he'll be he'll be all right. On New Orleans side, what are we expecting from Jameis Winston? I think if you watched um, the Wednesday show, you know exactly where this is going. Yeah. But if you didn't, Matt, what are you expecting out of Winston?
1: Dennis says he expects Winston to catch a lot of blame for the loss, even though he doesn't have much of a wide receiver core. Saying he doesn't have much of a wide receiver core is probably an overstatement. Traquan Smith just went on the short term IR. So he's definitely out. Adam Troutman's already banged up. So he's got what, maybe Nick Vanette, Deontay Harris, and then Marquez Callaway, who's probably going to get like quadruple covered because he's the only guy out there actually capable of making a play. And then I think they have uh, the ghost of Chris Hogan somewhere on that roster, maybe Ty Montgomery. Winston, for me, was my lowest rated starting quarterback, not because of his talent, but because of the situation I, I'm not playing in.
2: I mean, he's going to throw the ball like forty times. That's for damn sure. I mean, he's not going to be afraid to throw it anywhere near Jair Alexander, even though he shouldn't. Uh, but Green Bay's got a really good defense. I mean, just to give you guys an idea of how bad New Orleans is hurting for wide receivers, they called me, and unfortunately, I tore both my ACLs the other day trying to get ready to get on the plane for him. So I'm not going to be there. It's it's no good. We're not we're we're not doing it. I'm with you. I think I had 29. Green Bay, I have Green Bay winning the Super Bowl. This defense is legit. I, I'm not going anywhere near them, and I'm taking the Packers to win this game fairly yeah, easily. We're all taking the Packers. Next up, your Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams leads the backfield in Week 1, and whichever one you pick, you feel good starting them this week?
1: I don't feel great about um – Making a starting decision because, I, you know, I think it could be either of them. I'm leaning toward Melvin Gordon being the the better play this week and probably earlier in the season, um, but then Javante being the better player throughout the season. They've already expressed a lot of confidence in him. Dennis said something similar. He said he expects the backfield to lean Gordon to start the season, but William offers the kind of big play upside. Um, he said he'd be okay flexing both of them. I you know I could make a case for either of them flexing. I am starting actually both
2: uh, in different places. So who did this happen with last year? I'm trying to remember, and it wasn't not Taylor because Taylor because Matt got hurt. Wasn't there a running back that started out behind a veteran and then ended up just got going gangbusters? Or am I misremembering that?
1: Yeah, well, um, it was probably Taylor behind Neheim Hines.
2: Maybe it was Taylor, I could have swore with somebody else, yeah. but
1: if I feel more a, a coaching thing. Then. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Well, let's not go back to the the Frank, right? Oh, DeAndre here.
1: Swift was behind. Yes. Adrian there Beer. we go.
2: I think Javante could do that this year and I would feel comfortable starting him this week. I just think he's the better running back and and I do think he's going to get enough run. We saw it a lot last year with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. The difference last year was Philip Lindsay kept getting hurt, and so that kept keeping him off the field, and Melvin Gordon kept getting his. If Javante, I don't think going to get hurt. If you ever seen the dude run, he, he'll run through a brick wall right now if you ask him to. I think he's going to be just fine. I'd be fine starting probably either one of them as flexes and hoping one gets to an RB2-type game. Don't know if that's in the cards, but I think Javante is going to end up having the better day week one, and I think he's going to take over that starting job sooner rather than later. Will Daniel Jones do anything against this very good, not just Denver secondary, but Denver defense in general?
1: Dennis said he'll turn the ball over, um, given his tendency to turn the ball over and the team's desire to take it easy on Barkley. It'll be a long day for the Giants offense, not in a good way. Uh, I don't expect a lot out of the Giants offense. Uh, Barkley was my recommended sit at running back. They haven't even said definitively he's going to play. I think if he does play, he's on a pitch count. It's a good defensive front. There's questions about the Giants' offensive line. There's still questions about the Giants' weapons. <clears throat> and Daniel Jones is going to be facing Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan, and Patrick Sertan the second, along with Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. So R.I.P. Daniel Jones. I don't think you know. I posted this on Twitter. I don't think Daniel Jones is starting quarterback in twenty twenty two. The road to that uh, eventuality begins Sunday.
2: Start Kadarius Tony, baby.
1: Huge Isn't game he, incoming. I thought he was
2: injured. I'm, I'm kidding. I actually I'm, thought I'm, he was I'm, injured. I'm kidding. Um. Yeah. I mean, if Jones, the turnovers worries me. Obviously, when you've got Von Miller. Um, Fully healthy. Bradley Chubb fully healthy, probably coming after you, especially with as bad as that offensive line was last year. Likely not improved much this year. And honestly, your boy Jonathan Cooper has looked incredible uh in preseason as
1: an edge rusher. They moved him to that outside linebacker right. Right behind Vaughn.
2: I, I don't I'm not taking much away from this. I mean, even you know, Kenny Galladay hasn't looked that great there. You know, I want Barkley to be good, but I feel like last year we we saw a lot of this unfortunately beginning of the season. Now, I know he got hurt in, in week two, but Barkley wasn't doing really well in those first two games anyways because of how bad this offensive line was and I think we're unfortunately going to see a lot of that even if he is on a pitch count. You have to start him because chances are you don't have many other better options, but I'm not expect, I'm expecting like a Zeke level game out of him this week, which is it sucks to say because Barkley is a transcendent talent and I don't know if it was you who said it or I know someone at Camps DeCanton said this. It may have even been Felix. It sucks to think that we may see the New York Giants waste the talent that is Saquon Barkley for his career because it's it doesn't look like it's gonna get any better I mean, anytime soon. They're certainly
1: well on their way. And if they have to restart, as I suspect, a quarterback, you're talking about him going into what year your, your actually would be year five, probably the yeah. end of his rookie deal with Yeah, because they just picked up his I mean, that's the problem for the Giants. Any good players they have aren't healthy right now. So um, Dennis and I are both uh, taking the Broncos. And I'm going to go further. If the Broncos don't win, I don't think Vic Fangio gets on the team playing. I think they leave his
2: ass in New York. Well, I don't think that'll happen. I'm picking Denver as well to win this game. The fighting Justin Fields against the Los Angeles Rams. Will David Montgomery pick up where he left off in 2020? And it's the Chicago Bears, if you don't know who Justin Fields is
1: uh dennis said he will but it just won't be till next week i tend to think that's uh accurate too i think he's still gonna have a decent season uh Trey cone is gone yet again um, wasn't healthy back on pup uh, i think david montgomery is good i'm not expecting a lot out
2: of the bears offense against a very good rams defense on the road a rob is the only player i feel comfortable starting in this game yep. that is it and david montgomery i'm with you guys I think he's gonna be a good RB two all season. You'll be lucky if he finishes an RB three this week. That Rams front line is ridiculously good. What are we expecting from the Rams backfield? They've got Henderson, Sony Michelle, I feel like 30 other players, and I just don't have time to name all of them. What do you expect out of that?
1: I think they're down just basically to Jake Funk because Xavier Jones got injured and then got released. Yeah. Uh, so they're just right, they don't they're have, right in the uh, they're riding the, oh, the yeah, front when those it. other two guys get injured. Yeah. Uh the Rams have shown that they will only ride Henderson when given no other option, is what Dennis says. So look for a backfield split with Henderson getting a little more work in the passing game and Michelle more at the goal line. Um that's probably fair. I've said that I think Sonny Michelle slides into that old Malcolm Brown role. I actually think Henderson gets a lion's share of the the snaps and the work as long as he can stay healthy
2: uh i say avoid all of them because they're just gonna no. pass the ball a ton and- chicago's <laughs> not
1: a great front either so
2: yeah uh no I, I think henderson's likely gonna be the guy but if you're asking me i think it's all gonna be about that passing attack for the rams uh sean McVay has never seen a passing play he doesn't like and i think he's gonna be calling a lot of them uh, against the bears even though the bears do have a good defense And, I mean, we've seen Stafford torch that defense many times, and now he's just got better weapons and a better offensive line around him. Um,
1: The Bears' secondary definitely took a hit, which makes that
2: the more vulnerable part of that unit.
1: Who are you picking to win this game? Uh, Dennis said uh, he's picking the Rams. The Rams run to the best record in the NFC starts here. I am also taking the Rams. The
2: Packers aren't playing in this game. They're the team with the best record in the NFC. Uh, I'm taking the Rams as well. (laughs) i am taking the Rams to win this one as well. Last game on the week here, the Baltimore Ravens at the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't even really want to talk about this situation because I'm afraid someone else is going to get hurt between now and Monday. We saw Gus Edwards get hurt. They brought in Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Williams. They've got Tyson Williams. What are we expecting? Devontae Freeman. Did I not say Freeman? Who did I say? Devonta Williams. I'm not even sure who that is. It is a mixture because they both suck. That uh, What is it you expect out of this uh, running back situation? And do you think, obviously, losing your top two backs, how much this may affect that offense?
1: So Dennis says uh, Williams will lead the way for the running backs. I assume he means Tyson Williams. Uh, but this will be a Lamar Jackson show. Um, you know, we knew that the Ravens uh, fans and Harbaugh wanted to see Lamar Jackson pass more. I didn't realize the links that the coaching staff was going to go to ensure that he had to pass more. Um, this feels like a Look, very ta- Tanya Harding situation happening
2: right now. I heard there's a doctor that transferred from Los Angeles to Baltimore <laughs> a couple of weeks ago that's not been confirmed or denied. And I don't know why that matters, but there's a lot of rumors about that. So just saying.
1: So in this game, um, you know, I think we're going to see Lamar Jackson, but uh, I think Tyson Williams among running backs probably leads them this week. I would expect that know, it looks like Latavius Murray is going directly onto the active roster. Um, they might give him a few carries. I suspect they might elevate Le'Veon Bell off the practice squad. I think Freeman stays on the practice squad. They also have somebody else who I'm forgetting uh, in the mix who's, who's a real deep dive season long. This is a tough situation. Our friend John Hamlers is all in, said Le'Veon Bell is going to finish as a running back one. I'm a huge Le'Veon Bell fan. I think he's washed a little bit. I think he's going to play the Justice Hill passing role, or the role we assumed Justice Hill was going to play. I actually think Latavius Murray, at the end of the season, ends up as their lead running back. He replaced Mark Ingram in in New Orleans. I think he comes kind of replaces Mark Ingram here in Baltimore. I think he has potential to finish as a top 24, but this week it's probably Tyson Williams who has the most experience in the system. I'm all
2: for bold calls, but yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening with Love Bell. I, I, Murray makes sense because he's probably the most ready out of all those veterans that they brought in because he just got cut by the Saints and was actually playing. Bell and Freeman were not on rosters at all leading up yeah. until this point. I, I don't see any way Levy. I'm with you. I mean, he did nothing to give you any sign or hope that he was going to be good at all. So I, I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be – I've been saying it even before the injuries. I thought this was going to be a more pass-friendly offense, and I think that's going to happen. I'm all in on Marquise Hollywood Brown this year, Mark Andrews. I think that that's what we're going to see as well because the Raiders secondary is arguably one of the worst in the NFL, and you don't need running backs to beat a secondary. You need fast wide receivers. Well, guess what? They've got one of the fastest in Marquise Hollywood Brown. So I'm expecting those two to hook up and have a very good game.
1: Monday
2: I actually night. did rank him in my top twenty-five this week. So I, so I think proud. I ranked him at fifteen. I'm all in on on, on Hollywood yeah. Brown. I'm I all in on
1: you, but I fantasy thought
2: fantasy MVP. you be proud that I I, I am. Up. I am. I hate it because I hate ranking Ravens players that high. But I, I I think they're in for a big one this week. Speaking of receivers, who leads the Raiders receiver group this week? Dennis
1: said he's sticking with Brian Edwards. I'm also pushing my chips in on Brian Edwards. I ranked him inside my
2: top forty. Boom. As did I, all in, because there's really nobody else. That's not a Waller the baller, but he's not technically a receiver. So yeah,
1: I, I just can't bring myself
2: to buy into Ruggs or Willie Sneed or Hunter Renfro. Neither can I. I thought Hunter Renfro retired. He's like 48 years old. I'm just kidding. His hairline says that, not him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Who are we picking to win this game? <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to cut it out with a little bit, a little oh, bit of love <laughs>
1: For Hunter Renfro. Dennis is taking the Ravens. Uh, This is actually my upset special of the week. I am taking the Raiders.
2: I'm taking the Ravens as well, and I'm pretty sure that um, Hunter Renfro and his hairline and millions of dollars that he's making could care two shits about what I think about his hairline. So just having a little fun at, at his expense. All right, so that will do it for us today. Got NFL football back. Cannot wait. Should be a very fun weekend. I wish everybody their best of luck, unless you're playing me. And in all honesty, chances are I probably don't even know it because I'm in way too many leagues, as I realized yesterday. It took me an hour hour to clarify my lineup this
1: week. week.
2: Oh, it was so bad. I was going through, and I was like, oh, I think I'm done. It's like, oh, wait, I forgot all about sleeper. And then I had to go into sleeper and set all those. And, oh, I forgot I have two raid drafts on ESPN. It was it was bad. I was not thrilled. That's not even counting all the college lineups I had to go set. So
1: we In really – really. I mean, Dennis makes fun of us now. Yeah. I, my wife actually asked me if I hit 40 leagues on purpose because I turned 40. and I was like, no, that was a sad accident.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was made even more sad when I was sitting there. I just kept looking at my watch. I'm like, this is taking a lot longer than I want this to right now. <laughs> it seriously it's,
1: it takes like every day checking for injuries takes 40 minutes.
2: Oh, I know. And the worst part about it is like I was. Talking, I have J.K. Dobbins in some of my leagues. The problem is I can't remember which 15 out of 53 is in. So I'm checking every single one by the time I get there. Williams is gone. This I'm just like starting Patrick Ricard this week. Let's go. Let's go, Patrick. I need you, buddy. So also, be, you yeah. don't
1: realize how how s- minor complaint, but how slow some of these uh, oh, platforms yeah. are to actually acknowledge. Like, I'm not going to straight drop some of these guys who are injured, but I need you to acknowledge that they're on the IR. Adam Schefter posted three hours ago.
2: Can you not figure this out? Yeah, it's uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the issues in being way too many leagues. So. <sighs> We will be back again on Monday, Matt, myself, and Dennis, correct? Dennis I is with so. us on Monday. Yes. So we will be back to recap all of these Sunday night games, talk any more, any news that comes out for before the Monday night football game. So, everybody, good luck in your week one matchups. Enjoy the weekend, and we will see you guys again on Monday.
0: Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your pop on ready? I came out the room already. He's hit the outside. For an unbelievable touchdown! I would be honored if you played football for this team. No one up above his head. They can't jump with me, Godly.
2: Oh, they tackle them for the yard
0: Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can.